So welcome, and thank you for joining me on the Mighty Sports Podcast. I wasn't sure if I was going to do this again, coming into this week, but I believe that I am going to do so now. So as I started off last week, I'm going to do the same thing again this week, because they actually didn't end up making a part two for this. And what this is, is an uncomfortable conversation with a black man by Emmanuel Acho, and this time he actually has a guest with him. I haven't had opportunity to listen to this um, before the podcast today, so we're actually going to be hearing this um, together for the first time. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man. Now, the goal of this was never to be a monologue, but rather a dialogue, and encourage you to have dialogues of your own. So, I'm privileged to be joined by Academy Award winner, but more importantly, father of three, Matthew McConaughey, but, but Matthew, why are you here? I'll tell you why I'm here, Emmanuel. I'm here to learn, share, listen, understand, uh, here to discuss some common grounds between us, but also expose differences between us. Um, here to have a conversation, yeah. hopefully promote more conversations, and with the end goal being that uh, we take the time we're in now and constructively turn a page in history through some righteous and justifiable change. That is always my goal. Before we get to our own dialogue, I have to address something for y'all, because so many have asked, do I say black people or African-American? And the simple and shortest answer is black, because it's not only most accurate, it's also least offensive. Keep in mind, not all black people in America are African. There are Jamaicans, there are Cubans, but also there's some black people that don't identify as African because that heritage got stripped from them during slavery. So just a quick short answer. I know so many of y'all asked that question. But Matthew, let's talk. Well, this is another reason why I'm here. Uh, like your last episode of Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man, uh, you, I watched that and it gave me new context. It gave me some new insight. It made me think of the why not the how, which I think is a lot, a lot of what you're unpacking, and hopefully we can unpack today with the why. Um, individually. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you, I'm big on values, and I feel them deteriorating across the board. Um, how, someone like me, how can I do better as a human? How can I do better as a man? How can I do better as a white man? That's powerful. That's how you put me on the spot. I'm gonna be honest with you, because that's what we're here for, to yeah. have uncomfortable conversations. You have to acknowledge that there's a problem yes. so that you can take more ownership for the problem. The first step to acknowledging it is sitting in this chair right here across from a black man and being like, okay, I may not be talking about you, Emmanuel Acho, but I may be talking about people who look like you. Individually, you have to acknowledge implicit bias. You have to acknowledge that you'll see a black man and for whatever reason, you will view them more of a threat than you will a white man probably because society told you to. You have to acknowledge that um, if there are two people with equal resumes, studies show that the person with the white sounding name is twice as likely to get a call back as a person with a black sounding name. You're a very successful man who probably has several people under you. Are you a part of that statistical problem? Mm -hmm. Are you looking at a resume saying, ah, man, nah, they sound a little too hood for me. You know, so mm -hmm. I think individually, we must each fix the problem because I believe that the individuals, they affect the houses and the houses, they affect the cities and the cities affect the states and the states yes. affect the, the nation, nation and the, the nation, nation affects the, the continents. Yes, exactly. So individually, you have to acknowledge 
maybe I do have a bias and fix it. Yep. Is Black Lives Matter a banner for now? Yes. But is it a banner that is a bridge? Do you think to take us to, oh, when we see Black Lives Matter and we understand that and it's all agreed on, then we can wave mm -hmm. the flag of All Lives Matter, but I not think, until. I think it's not until. For example, right now we are facing the world's greatest pandemic since the Spanish flu. We all know that. Coronavirus, COVID-19. Right now we're focused on finding a remedy for that illness. We're focused on finding a remedy for that strain mm. of the flu. That's not to say that cancer doesn't matter. It's not to say that HIV doesn't matter. It's not to say that ALS doesn't matter. All those things still matter. But right now, the coronavirus is killing people. And, and so in the same token, Matthew, that's what I propose is that once we get these black lives that are being ended unjustly, handled by the grace of God, if we can get those handled through conversations like these, and I hope that y'all at, at home are having, then we can be at a point to focus on everything else. But remember, you walked in here with the mask. You walked in here with Clorox. Why? Because there's a virus going on. A specific a specific too. virus yeah. that is imminently ending lives. And that's the same thing going on in the world. There's a virus. It's just of the mind. Mm -hmm. It's not of uh, the body. Heard. Equality. <laughs> the definition of equality. What equality is and what is equality not. It's been an American issue forever and we continue to work and grow and evolve and debate what the definition of equality should be. Is there unilateral equality? There's diverse equality. It's, it's, it's a topic that I don't know that we can answer right now, but I'd love to hear your opinion on it. I do not think that there is such a thing as equality in America. The wake of slavery is still hitting African Americans. When you get on a boat, whether you're in Lake Austin here, 10 minutes from here, or anywhere in the ocean, if you get on a boat, there is a wake that follows the boat. And although you might not still be driving the boat, there are African Americans getting smacked by the wake left of slavery. Well, Acho, what is that wake? And that's what we talked about. Systemic injustice, poor school systems, uh, voter suppression. There is a wake. And so that's why things aren't equal. Only because there's still a wake from slavery. Don't feel guilty. Heard. Just acknowledge. Heard. Heard. Ah. <laughs> I heard this term the other day. And I'd never heard it before. And I went, what? And talked to this person. He explained it to me. White allergies. White? White allergies that, that by where we were raised and how we were raised in our history uh, growing up, <laughs> there are certain just imported obvious ways that we're prejudiced in ways that, 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 that we don't even understand. We got white allergies yep. and may not even know it. And so I was sitting there, you know, looking at my own life and I sit there and I go, all right, to me, mm -hmm. Longview High School was over 50% black. I applied to Grambling. I was the first white to ever work at Catfish Station in all blues, black blues bar on 6th Street. I am married to a non-white immigrant. I have black friends all through my life and still do. Mm -hmm. But what prejudices may I have via white allergies that I may not even be aware of? Have Let me ask you this, actually, since you brought it up before I respond. Has this situation in our world or my video brought out any white allergies that you never saw? Did you have any white allergies that were in your blind spots? 
it exposed ways of looking at things in a way that, oh, maybe I didn't see the other side of the, the coin. As I started off with some of the con context you put things in, even very simple things that are like obvious math yeah. of, yes, whites and blacks can all have it hard, but blacks, whites have never had it harder because of the color of their skin. Yeah. That's an obvious thing. Yeah. Now, I could, I maybe realize that, but I never, I was maybe look, never looked at that side of the coin yeah. until you brought it up and I'm like, aha. You know, and so, so it's a very simple thing. So maybe there's just more that I would say for me, more that I've just, I'm diving deeper into how I'm looking at things. Now I'm looking at myself, how I can, how I can learn more, see things from your side more, yeah. see things from the black side more. So I can just under, so I can get a four dimensional view here. Cause inherently, maybe I had to what some extent I've been, living in a way where I didn't quite see all sides Let me say as, I, as clear as I could have. The greatest <laughs> white allergy that we say, see played out as black people practically, one of the greatest, backhanded compliments. Let me tell you what I mean. I went to an affluent high school in Dallas, Texas, St. Mark's, and when I was a kid, they would all say, Acho, you don't even talk like you're black. Or, Acho, you. you're like an Oreo, black on the outside, white on the inside. Or, you don't even dress like you're black. I didn't realize how offensive that was at the time. It wasn't until I realized, wait a second, you were assuming that black people don't sound educated. You were assuming that to be black, I have to wear a do-rag or a wave cap and be sagging my pants. You are assuming something about black people, and I contradict that assumption. Yes. And as a result, I am not black. And so I think white allergies play themselves out practically in mm -hmm. black-handed compliments. Get this one. You're so pretty for a black girl. So that's to imply it's, that it's, being black, I shouldn't be pretty. It's the for the black girl. Yes. Because for yes. a black man part that becomes yes. the allergy you don't you don't see. Wait, exactly. you just gave me the backhanded indirect compliment. It was good with you're you're so pretty or you sound so smart. But then you say for this. I mean, and and and, and I think that the reason McConaughey that it's a white allergy, a black side more. So I can just under so I can get a four dimensional view here because inherently. Maybe I had to what some extent I've been sitting there, you know, looking at my own life. And I sit there and I go, all right, I'm me. Mm -hmm. Longview High School was over 50% black. I applied to Grambling. I was the first white to ever work at Catfish Station in all blues, black blues bar on 6th Street. I am married to a non-white immigrant. I have black friends all through my life and still do. Mm -hmm. But what prejudices may I have via white allergies that I may not even be aware of? Have, let me ask you this, actually, since you brought it up before I respond. Has this situation in our world or my video brought out any white allergies that you never saw? Did you have any white allergies that were in your blind spots? It exposed ways of looking at things in a way that, oh, maybe I didn't see the other side of the, the coin. As I started off with some of the con context you put things in, even very simple things that are like obvious math yeah. of, yes, whites and blacks can all have it hard, but blacks, whites have never had it harder because of the color of their skin. Yeah. That's an obvious thing. Yeah. Now, I could, I maybe realize that, but I never, I was maybe look, never looked at that side of the coin yeah. until you brought it up and I'm like, aha. You know, and so, so it's a very simple thing. So maybe there's just more that I would say for me, more that I've just, I'm diving deeper into how I'm looking at things. Now I'm looking at myself, how I can, how I can learn more, see things from 
your side more, yeah. see things from the black side more. So I can just under, so I can get a four dimensional view here because inherently, maybe I had to some extent, I've been living in a way where I didn't quite see all sides. Let me say as, I, as clear as I could have. The greatest <laughs> white allergy that we say, see played out as black people practically, one of the greatest, backhanded compliments. Let me tell you what I mean. I went to an affluent high school in Dallas, Texas, St. Mark's, and when I was a kid, they would all say, Acho, you don't even talk like you're black. Or, Acho, you're like an Oreo, black on the outside, white on the inside. Or, you don't even dress like you're black. I didn't realize how offensive that was at the time. It wasn't until I realized, wait a second, you were assuming that black people don't sound educated. You were assuming that to be black, I have to wear a do-rag or a wave cap and be sagging my pants. You are assuming something about black people, and I contradict that assumption. Yes. And as a result, I am not black. And so I think white allergies play themselves out practically in mm -hmm. black-handed compliments. Get this one. You're so pretty for a black girl. So that's to imply it's, that it's, being black, I shouldn't be pretty. It's the for the black girl. Yes. Because for yes. a black man part that becomes yes. the right. allergy you don't, you don't see. Wait, exactly. You just gave me the backhanded indirect compliment. It was good with you're, you're so pretty or you sound so smart. But then you say for this. I mean, and, and, and I think that the reason, McConaughey, that it's a white allergy is because white people don't recognize it. Right. I, those, my, my high school kids, they meant nothing by it. But now all of a sudden it's like, no, that's not a compliment at all. Heard. Some people have the white flu, right? <laughs> like listen to this quote. A quote came out the other day from a white woman that said none of this stuff would have happened with George Floyd if we just wouldn't have abolished slavery. What? Yeah. What? So you hear that and you go, oh, how asinine. What, 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 what? decade, a century, where, who are you living? Where did that come from? We're not that far removed from slavery, from Jim Crow laws. Mm -hmm. We're not. So many people are like, it's 2020. Slavery was such a long time ago. The University of Texas athletic football program wasn't integrated until the late 60s. I played at Texas. You're one of the most notable, biggest, uh, most passionate Texas fans. We are not that far removed. It's not as if, so many people have emailed me this week, McConaughey following, following last week and said, well, maybe this will die off with our ancestors. Maybe this will, it won't. Because where do you think you acquire information? More is caught than is taught. More is caught than is taught. But there's hope because all it takes is a conversation. Heard. Uh, look, finally, I want to ask you, um, what can I do? What's my responsibility? What's your responsibility? Today, tomorrow. People should take the responsibility proactively to say, you know what? Maybe I'm a part of the problem. Maybe I can fix this issue, not just by being not racist, but by being anti-racist. Right. Maybe I can level the playing field and make it a fair fight. Heard. I, uh, I feel like this is very this uh, Langston Hughes poem, Let America Be America Again. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to read uh, um, this one piece that, that stuck out to me that, that seems to halo uh, a lot of what we're talking about. Oh, let America be America again, the land that never has been yet, <laughs> and yet must be, the land where every man 
is free. That's powerful. The land that never has been yet. That's the dream of a America. That's the realest thing that I've truly heard because it's acknowledging America, we've never been what we've aspired to be. We can be, but it's going to take this and it's going to take those watching this to imitate this with open hearts, ready to listen, ready to learn, and ready to do. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man, Matthew McConaughey, Manuel Acho. See y'all next time. Alrighty, it's time for us to do our part now. Oh no no no! Calm down, calm down, Pippin. You guys ready for this? Let's go. And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin Domar Taylor. Mr. You got the sound ready for me this time? Because you know last time, like, you wasn't ready. Take that, take that, take that. Himself. Whew. It is June 17th. It is about, like, 89 degrees. Okay, 87 degrees down here in South Florida. We are two days away from Juneteenth. Yes, folks, we are. Yes, folks, we are. Oh, yeah, let freedom ring. Also, before we get started, before we get started, before we get started, right? Before we get started, let me say special happy birthday to to, 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 to my homegirl, Natalie Cologne. Uh, she's going to be having a birthday 
on June 19th, which is actually on Juneteenth, my homegirl Rachel Perry, that's going to be having a birthday also on Juneteenth as well. Um, 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 who else? Who else is there? Who else is there? Oh, and also, my homegirl Natalie's God, Kev. Yo, happy birthday to you. His birthday just passed on June 15th. I think I got him. I think. I think. Don't hold me to it. But I think I got them all. Yeah, yeah. So, to all of them and their birthdays. Before I start, before I start, before I start, before I start, as I'm giving up big big ups, I actually have to talk about something that's, that's a little important. And, I, and I've been meaning to reach out, and I do apologize for having had a chance to reach out to one of his family members as of, yeah, at least the only one I can confirm that I know is his family member at all. But I heard some things that's happening with one of our Podbean um, family members, um, Podgod. And I've seen the news articles. I haven't had a chance to, to fully reach out to all the family to see what to see what's up, um, to see what the word is. Um, I just hope that you guys find them and everything works out um, to the best. I'm sending you all positive energy. I'm sending you prayers. Anything, anything that I can do to bring your family back, to bring your boy back, to bring Pod God back to, to you guys home safely. Like, yo, I am sending it all your way. Be like, I, I, listen, listen. We, 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 we I, I don't care. Like, like, you understand? Like, like, I, I got the beads. I got, I got the cross. I, I listen. Like, I, I, I will do some jitsu up in this bitch. But please bring that boy back. So with that said, let's go ahead and get directly into the mess of thing, right? Because what's going on, that? Welcome to the podcast. Like I said, it is June 17th, and <clears throat> I'm talking about, it's like week 15 of Corona. We got Tupac Shakur, or the second coming of somebody coming around the corner. So we either got Tupac, or we got to play or not to pay. We got ESPN's 32s, and oh my goodness, we got the situation, I'm sorry, the segment that is sweeping the nation. You guys already know we got that full talk, that full talk. You know we got that full talk, the full talk. But... You know what I say, before I get started, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. Oh, it's been a while since we've been here. And regardless of the weather. Hello, whew. you play to win the game. I think my nipples just got hard. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, Woo! I just made it super safe for you guys one time. <laughs> Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Yo, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Mighty Sports Podcast. What is this? What is this? Episode 41. This is excerpt 191. We're, we're nine weeks away. Nine episodes away. Excerpts away, I should say. From episode 200. But we are three. I'm sorry. We are two, folks. Count them. Two episodes. Two episodes away from the season finale of season six. Yeah, I know you're wondering, like, yo, damn, we did already. Yes, yeah, son, we did already. B, it's already that time again, fam. You, you see the, you see our court, you see the Super Bowl winning quarterback, future Hall of Fame, Patrick Mahomes, shit in the background. It's already that time. We're going to take a quick break. 
Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. Normally, we come back just around, like, August 15th. Basically, like, two weeks after August 1st, whatever that, whatever that Wednesday is. I don't know when we're going to come back fully yet. It probably won't be six. It probably won't be a six-week break. It may be a four-week break. But just know, while we're taking off, while we're taking off, you got to stay tuned for them bonus episodes. You know I got them bonus tracks. Like, I'm, I'm going to hit you with bonus after bonus. I'm talking about, like, I'm going to hit you with, with undercover tracks the way Oprah Prinfy gives away prizes. Like, yo, you get a bonus, you get a bonus, you better bonus. Everybody gets a bonus episode. I'm bringing it all heat. Guess what, ESPN? I'm still coming for you guys. I, ESPN. I am not gonna let you guys off the hook, so. Oh, that's not the right one. Oh. So just know. <laughs> just know, ESPN, that now, now I'm gonna come for you. I, I, I am so gonna flood. I am gonna flood your stream. You are gonna block me or get annoyed by me. But then even when that happens, I ain't gonna lie. I'm just gonna find another outlet. I'm gonna find somebody else. I'm gonna find another name that that's gonna help. That's gonna help me continue to take this up because you guys cannot be let off the hook for not promoting women sports better. The way that we we gonna hold all these other companies for social justice and trying to make change. Oh no, we gonna hold your feet to the fire too. Hey, ladies. Coming for you. No puns intended. <clears throat> so let's get started, right? Let's get started. I've, I've, I've. First of all, first of all, first things first. I've dicked around enough, right? Let's let you guys know. I've protested for like I've, 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 I've made my way and managed to protest for nine days. That's about as all I, I got hit me. Like, like my shoulders shot. Like I started, I started pinching on me. Like, 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 like my, my shavasana was getting all fucked up and shit. Like, like it, it was, it was really getting to me, B. <clears throat> but I think I'm done for right now. But not done with the movement or with all the causes. Period. You, you guys get it? Like, <laughs> oh man. Like I, I hate myself sometimes because. Like, there's, there's things that happen within my body and within my chemistry, within, within my mental makeup, and I know that I can't turn it off as much as I can. And, and, I, and I probably, and I'm not saying that it's, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's something that I want to stop. I just know how over-consumed I'm going to get with this. And it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes. So. Let's get right into it, right? Because listen, the audience wants it. First of all, first of all, every everybody wants it. They want me to stop dicking around. So let's get directly into basketball, right? And what is actually happening? What's going on, fam? What's going on? What's going on, Poe? We see you. What's going on, love? Give you the LL Cool J blessings, right? <laughs> After I just finished watching the Sammy Sosa joint. I mean, like, let's talk about basketball. Because basketball is supposed to be the sport that has the best player ownership or player commissioner relationship. Like, they call, they call Major League Baseball um, America's favorite pastime. They have the strongest players union. NFL, based off of ratings, usually ends up showing themselves to be really 
I love you too, Poe. They end up getting, getting a better ratings, right? Because of how they're more like an episodic, sh weekly episodic show versus something in your face 82 times or 162 times, right? So, but basketball has always been said to be the most progressive of the sports. Their players have more power. There's a better, there's a better relationship between players and owners. There's not so much BS, you know, not so much brick walls that they run into when 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 coming to, to to, to doing their collective bargaining agreement. But during this latest break what it sounded like the NBA was going to be able to manage to come together it doesn't quite seem like that anymore and what's starting to happen is that the NBA players are starting to wonder if them coming back is going to send the wrong message based off of the protest and the movement that is going on right now. They wonder if they're going to be considered a distraction or add to a distraction that they shouldn't. They wonder if they should continue with the momentum that is going on right now and help keep pushing the message that is there. Keep pushing the cause. Now this is a very good, this is a point that, not gonna lie, it, it requires a moment of pause to reflect upon. This was brought to them by their vice president of basketball operations. Now, while this sounds like at least something to take into consideration, and if you're figuring this comes from a league's vice president of basketball operations, which is usually a player's rep, right, or, or, or a current player, you would think that based on what I just told you about the NBA, that this would be something that that's 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 that wouldn't cause too much ruffling or feathers or all be received a little bit better. But no, this has caused an actual divide in the NBA, and it's caught and it, and it's and it sparked conversation as as it should spark at least a conversation. Now the bad thing here, right, or the part where things start to fall apart, right, regardless of how great it sounds. The part where this thing starts to fall apart is that the vice president of basketball operations happens to be the one and only Kyrie Irving. See? See? You see that face you just made? That is why I told you it was Kyrie Irving last. Because that is exactly how it's being received when people are hearing that it is Kyrie Irving. And if you already knew that it was Kyrie Irving, you see how you've been responding this whole entire time as I led up to the fact that it was Kyrie Irving? Yo, it's fucking Kyrie Irving, B. Yo, it was fucking Kyrie Irving. Yo, that is how his name being attached to things causes reaction. You understand? Kyrie Irving's name causes illogical reactions in people. Which I get. He's Mr. Flat Earth guy. Like, it, it makes it different. Like, Kyrie Irving's erratic behavior does make it kind of difficult to understand where he's coming from. But it doesn't mean that he didn't bring up something worth a conversation. But then again, 
Kyrie Irving kind of does what Kyrie Irving does. And Kyrie Irving brings up a great point, but this point isn't brought up until after Kyrie's inquiring about if he can travel with his team personally. Until he's inquiring. Wait, is that Rachel? Is that Rachel? Ah, perfect. Rachel, Natalie, Natalie, Rachel, Rachel, Natalie, Natalie, Rachel. Guess what? Guess what? Because you ain't going to be able to hear me again until then. Well, you're probably going to talk to me before. But this is the first, this is the last podcast before, before, before you birthday Rachel and Natalie I'm glad you guys were able to join in the podcast I, I gave you a birthday wish earlier in the podcast but you guys weren't here to hear it because you guys happen to sh- happen to happen to have a birthday on a very special day which is Juneteenth so yeah Rachel it's your birthday happy birthday Natalie Natalie it's your birthday happy birthday Rachel Woo. <laughs> this is basically how I look on the phone every time I'm calling you and I'm wishing you a happy birthday or I'm leaving you a happy birthday <laughs> message. So yeah, yes, I'm glad you guys, guys, I just realized, like, love, 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 love. I would literally go to battle for these two women, like, and, and they know this for facts. <laughs> oh, man. So... It gets what's up, Paul. It gets it gets a little diluted that it, that it's coming from Kyrie Irving as as we're backtracking now, right? I know we, I know we had a spontaneous birthday celebration. That's what we just do here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. I mean, you things just be Danger Zone. All of that shit, be all of it. <laughs> so it gets diluted because the message comes from Kyrie Irving. Right, and not only does it come from Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving's all initial inquiries, Kyrie, all of Kyrie Irving's initial complaints, concerns, had nothing to do with the movement, had nothing to do with the protest, had nothing to do with the progression or or the distraction that that this may be. Now, is that to say that Kyrie Irving may, um, later on may not have had a conversation with Stephen Jackson and completely changed his mind? Yes, but things look a certain way. When you leave a room asking and, and, and hard, making hard inquiries, if you're able to join your team and if you're going to be able to use a sauna, then to a couple of days later to hear like, oh, Kyrie, you ever saw my, well, you know what? Well, well all, one second you're talking about you could, um, if I can join my team. And then when they told you you couldn't join your team, two minutes later you're talking about, well, you know what? Let's shut this shit the fuck down. Why, why even play? So... This is where Kyrie Irving starts to cause that divide because there is a, there, while he has started a conversation, he has also started a separate conversation, and that is how sincere are you with what you are saying? And that's where the line now keeps going because, like I said, he said something worth a conversation. Now what they're doing is they're judging his sincerity. Or his mental capacity to even make such judgments. But it's still worth a conversation. And like I said, he has been in direct conversation with Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson has shared to the world that Kyrie Urban calls him crying over this cause. <laughs> 
And I fully understand that, yo, you can take the ultimate knee by not participating or not ha not finishing out your season. But if you think that you're going to be a distraction, I ask you, well, are you going to be the only sport that's going to be on? Or will you be the only sport that's not that's not on? And I think it's going to be the latter. Hockey will be back. Baseball will be on. Football will be on. You will be the only one without representation. And as I, and as I so highly praised them earlier, the NBA players are praised by how much freedom their players have, the kind of stage their players have, the kind of platform their players have, the kind of power that their players have. So while other sports may be able to participate and try to get things done through their sport for the movement and the cause, the NBA will probably have the most impact based off of their freedom and their liberties in any other sport. And listen, once again, this goes to what the, um, the NBA players have in this kind of power. They can negotiate for this, 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 this season starting back up, as, as basically every sport has. Believe it or not, there has been a mini collective bargaining agreement that has gone on about the restarting of every, uh, for, the, for the NHL season, for the starting of the, of the, of the baseball season, and for the start of the basketball season, NFL is going to go on as, as planned. So there's been no mini collective bargaining agreement there. But for everybody else, there has been. They've had to have serious talks. How are we going to restart our season? So for the NBA, they can say, hey, if we're going to restart this season, we're going to need to be able to wear any you know, apparel that represents the movement. You are going to have to put out, instead of, because we understand you may not have all the commercials. You know what? Eat up some of that commercial time. Put out public, and, and, and you know what? People, if people aren't buying still across the country, and there's tons of commercial times because everybody else isn't willing to put a commercial, but I doubt it's gonna happen. This isn't radio. This is television. Everybody's gonna want to put them on if, if, if basketball is there. They're gonna be want to be seen. But no, you know what you do? Drop your own public service announcements per team, per NBA, star players. Have that run consistently, multiple times a, uh, during the game, during timeouts during the quarter breaks, during commercials. If you have to, have a representative from that team if they feel comfortable enough talking before the game every single day. Oversaturate them till it, it, it cannot be ignored. That's what a protest is, believe it or not. It's where you oversaturate people with the problem at Santana until it cannot be ignored, regardless of how you see or you like it or however you think it's convenient for you, you little dick stain. It was inconvenient for me, black and traffic. Go suck a dick. How about that? <laughs> apparently you don't understand what a protest is. I'll say it again. Like, apparently you don't understand how the people that are considered themselves American got themselves free. Apparently you don't understand how 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 they got their point across that they didn't want black Wall Street to, to, um, to exist. Apparently you don't understand how those outside police officers got convicted so quickly. Apparently you don't understand, it literally tells us in our rights that if our government is acting too tyrannical, we can overthrow them. <laughs> so I'm saying, like the people that keep saying like, yo, calm the fuck down, apparently. They're just really trying to get us to fall back in line. 
and we will not continue to do that. We will continue to stand in, face, in the front of the face of our oppressors and let them know that we shall not be moved by any means necessary. You take it how you want it. So they have their platform to use, and they can use their platform, and they can oversaturate the masses, the, 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 the millions and millions as I channel my inner rock. Oh, God, I just remembered. I just remembered a meme that I saw about the rock. Oh, whoever showed me that big fuck you. God, I'm never going to be able to unsee that again. I'm going to share that with you guys. Because I want you guys to be as scarred as I am about that. Just to let you know. <laughs> yo, earn. Earn my dollars. Yo, my boy earn. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I, I just want to let you know. I'm got my boy earn showed up. I'm going to leave the camera for like half a second, right? Because earn don't even know. Like, earn don't even know that while I was going through my mask shortage, right? Your boy earn had your boy covered with his divine clothing line. Yes, folks, I was out there rocking the mask like I was about to stick up the joint. I'm, I'm joking. I was about to stick up nothing. But I'm saying, though, like he had your boy cover. Shout out to my boy, Ern. You make sure you check out, you check out his, um, his clothing website. Yo, drop that for me one time, for the one time, if you don't mind. You know I got to give the people love. So, yeah. So when it comes to the NBA and, and them restarting the season... I think they're better off most likely restarting the season than not. Because I understand how powerful it would be of a message for them to not start a season. But I think that you have the strongest voice out of all of the sports to get your message across. Because you have the most recognizable famous faces in the sports. And to not do that... I think will do the movement way more of an injustice than you guys start playing basketball again. Because really what you're doing is that you can still go to work and you can still protest. Like people, like my protest buddy that's leaving me. Oh, okay. miss you, my protest buddy. I wish you safe passages, don't worry. I'm gonna be texting you tomorrow morning to make sure, because I know you're supposed to be starting your trip, but to make sure you get safe passages and get all my blessings on your way up north. But, yeah, my protest buddy is, is leaving me. When I said I've been protesting for nine days, I've been protesting by myself for nine days. I had a protest. I, I don't know if I told you guys last week, but I saw this lovely lady out there um, protesting by herself, and I went to go join her, and I told her as long as she keeps protesting by herself, as long as she keeps protesting, she would never have to protest alone ever again. And I told her it doesn't matter what you protest for. It doesn't matter if, you, if, if, if you're protesting for LGBT rights. It doesn't matter if you're protesting for animal rights. It's a protest if you want to go hug a tree. I don't give a protest. I don't give a fuck if you're protesting for, for, for littering in a goddamn park. I, you will never have to protest alone again and, but unfortunately she's leaving me now to go up north <laughs> but I do but I do wish her safe passages so and and she's a nurse just to let you know so she worked every day and every day after work she let me know that she was about to head out to the um, to the corner <laughs> we joked about this that's just why I said it that way but she listen we had a corner that we worked okay don't, don't be treading on my corner <laughs> but um she would let me know that she's heading out there. I would meet her out there, and, and, and we would go and we will protest every day for a couple hours. It was, it was like nine days. You know, like, like cumulative. Um, so 
she, so she's not leaving and and like i said like I, i'm not saying i'm done but like I, said, I wasn't out there alone i wasn't out there alone like I, I, I was very much inspired to continue because like i said i a it's and, and, and there's no easy way to say it right so <laughs> is that when you see somebody that doesn't look like you fighting for fighting for the fighting for your rights then it it, it, it you can't be stagnant right because then you realize like yo if they're doing this much for me then what the fuck am i doing for myself as well right just how the brain works so that's how we gave my bond and now she, I, I swear to god like she's one of my i, I really wish you would see this and like join on on the podcast <laughs> join it but yo like swear to god like i i, I like i just met this woman it's been like two weeks and i i'm, I'm gonna miss her like like she is like she is one of my best friends now like, like is, is that quick <laughs> like so like I really do wish her safe passages. But just like how she went to work every single day as a nurse and and later on came back and protested and still and still continued to give to the movement and give to the cause. Guess what, NBA players? You can go to work and still progress the message. And guess what? With your work, when you progress the message, you are reaching millions and millions of people. Versus not saying nothing to nobody. I'm saying, like, go play ball. Not go play ball and shut up, but go play ball and get the message moving. Like, we ain't tell you to go play ball and do nothing. Nah, nigga, go to work. And then get, get that work. Like, we tell you to go play ball and stop doing shit. No, go play ball and continue to put in that work. Work, 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 work. <laughs> I got my blood pressure. I need a blood pressure monitor when I do my podcast. I swear. Like, <laughs> so if I start redlining, I'm going to start calming my ass down. It's like Conor McGregor has decided to sit his ass down again. For who knows how many times right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving on from the NBA for right now. Because we're going to have to wait to see this unfold. Right? They're talking about playing. There's some players that, that, that say that maybe we won't play. But Patrick Beverly was like, yo, if LeBron James said we playing, then we playing. Like, that's, that's just it. And hopefully they play with a plan. But one person that doesn't plan on playing, and also, also, let's, let's, add it, let's throw this out there because it's, it's there lingering. Kyrie Irving, it's said that Kyrie Irving was in talks about um, players starting their own league. I'm 100% for that, by the way. <laughs> just to let you know I am actually going to be very surprised after these next 10 years right of players getting paid what they're going to be paid maybe 15 20 years that if we don't see a player a player only league started I will find it very hard to believe there's too much money that they get to not be able to start orchestrating their own league just saying or just let them to own all the G League teams. <laughs> like, but something's going to have to give. That's like something got to give a Conor McGregor keep retiring, right? I know it's the third time I'm saying, but that's how many times Conor McGregor has already retired. This was strategic, okay? I didn't just go back and forth for no reason. There was a purpose here, okay? Conor McGregor has been back and forth about his retiring more times than LeBron James has stitched teams. Like, I'm just saying. LeBron James, by the way. Talk a lot of shit about you on the court, but off the court, yo, yo, big up, yo, like, like you, yo, yo, off the court, you get nothing but the. Big up, big up. That's why you need to hurry up and get back on court. <laughs> but again, 
Let's let Conor McGregor needs to hurry up and get back in the ring because we all know Conor McGregor is not really retiring from fighting. We all know this. This is another one of Conor McGregor's. He's either throwing a fit over a contract that, that, or a payday that he technically possibly wants from, from, um, from Dana White in the UFC, or... There's another payday out there for him to get his ass for, for a whole lot more money. Like that, that, that is one of the only two things um, that I can think of because nothing else really makes sense to me, right? And honestly, like you understand when Conor McGregor announced his retirement, nobody was shocked, nobody, nobody better than I, nobody was like, oh, what did you say? This came out, no, they're like, what, again? Like, again, fool? Like, like, he's literally turning into the guy that cried wolf. Like, how many times are you going to retire from your sport only to come back to, like, for a couple more pay? Like, just say I'm, t I'm taking a break. Just say that I'm having contract negotiation problems. Just say that, yo, I'm about to go do this movie. Like, like, like you understand? Like, we understood this. Tito Ortiz did this. Chuck Liddell did this. We get it. Rampage did this. Took time off to go do movies. We get it. Ain't got a lot, fam. You ain't got a lot of kick it. Like, you ain't got a lot of kick it, Craig. You ain't got a lot of kick it. Like, stop it right now. Just say that shit, Connor. Tell me I'm retiring. I'm tiring. Bloody hell, man. Bloody hell. Say it in a language you understand. Bloody hell. <laughs> like, stop fucking with the people. Just tell us the truth. So it's no big news. Like, it's a money grab. We get it. We, we get it. It's a money grab. What's a bigger grab, though, is that there are now one, there are top recruits coming out of high school that are no longer considering going to Duke, that are no longer consider going to Kentucky, no longer considering going to UCLA, no longer considering going to North Carolina. And I know you're about to say, oh, yeah, we, we get it. You talked about this last week. They're going into the G League or, or, or into the... But no, they ain't going there either. They ain't going there either. You know what some of these top recruits are actually trying to do now? They are trying to go to HBCUs. One of them is, have gone to rule, and, and one of them is 15 years old, right? And he put out a simple tweet. You know what? Go to an HBCU. And... For those that understand what an HBCU is, it's historically black college and university, right? <clears throat> he goes, you know what? It wouldn't be such a bad idea to go to an HBCU. Um, an actual four-star prospect, Nate Tabar forward, he actually is going to Norfolk State, saying that, well, at this point, like, if you're good, you're good. It is like, and we've seen this. It doesn't matter if the guy goes to Gonzaga. It doesn't matter, like, so, like, for some of these people, like, you need the exposure of a Kentucky, UCLA, Kentucky, um, I already said that, but Duke, you know, so, some of these bigger schools, Georgetown. But when it comes to really good players, like, when you shine, you can shine out of Arizona. We've seen it. You can shine out of Oklahoma. We've seen it. You, you can shine out of Syracuse. We've seen it. So what's to say that you can't shine out of Norfolk State? Because if you're good, you know what happens? You'll make it. You'll get on TV. You'll make it to a tournament. They'll see you. You'll get drafted high. And because you already were a 100 top player coming out of high school, you know what's not going to happen? They ain't just going to forget about you. They're going to keep up with you as long as you continue to be 
as long as you continue to be a top 100 player, even in college, or even better, a top 50 player in college. So I found this interesting. So four-star recruit Nate Tabor forward is, is, is actually going to go to Norfolk State. He's the 32-ranked um, small forward um, in the nation. He's the 32-ranked player in the East, and he's the number two-ranked player out of Connecticut, period. And he has now committed to an HBCU. Following behind him may be number one prospect right now. He's only 15-year-old for his weight class, obviously. 6'3 guard, Mikey Williams. Now, now obviously, we say 6'3 guard right now. As we know, these, these kids can, from 15 to 19, he can grow another 7 foot, and, they, and all of a sudden, he's a center. But right now, he's a 6'3 guard. And this, this is something that he's considering. And what happens even more so with him than even Nate Tiber. While Nate Tiber goes there, or he literally starts to go there and he starts to open that door. But now, Mike Williams, for the next four years, for the next three years, he starts talking to all of the other top-ranked players in the league. And if he really is good and he continues to keep balling, players are going to want to go ball with him at whatever HBCU he goes to. So now they start flipping a switch. And now what happens? All of that television money that was going into Duke, all of that that makes them a powerhouse, all of that television money that's going into Georgetown, Syracuse, UCLA, um, um, North Carolina, all that television money is going to there. They start going into HBCUs now. And now, you, and, now, and now those programs and those colleges start to get, now get built up based off of not only for their academics, but now for their school programs. And they get to see random million-dollar deals just to have a school come. Let's have, let's have a team come and play basketball for them or a team come and play football for them or against them, I should say. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's, 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 it's another sign of players understanding the power that they have and no longer letting and and also not for, not, not for nothing let's let's thank technology let, let, let like understand because it's, it's, it goes back to me saying that i have 100 percent been a fan of technology and the shrinking of the world in a sense where now guys in high school can no longer they can stop being taken advantage of Right. And have people dictate where they go, dictate, dictate if they should, if they should, if they should, if, um, if they should pass their grade or be left back or not. You know, what I mean, like, like, like little, little shit that that's going to dictate their future. They don't want to have to worry about other people making decisions like, oh, go to Duke, go to this team, even though you may not want to. Even, even listen, and I'm not saying that that Duke and Kentucky had coaching issues back then. But there has been issues with other coaches in the past, like Bob Knights of the world, where you had to kind of go to his program just to be recognized. You no longer have that issue. You are now your own star, and, you, and, and they're starting to realize that, you know what, I am the individual. What's going on, Ron? Ron? <laughs> I am the individual that can make my own decisions. I can control my own destiny. I can write my own script from as early on as my freshman year in high school, as early as that, I just have to cut. Like once again, this is this is this is this. When I'm saying it was impossible years ago, so so uh, so it's not like players would were just dumb back then. They didn't know. They 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 didn't they didn't realize it. But now now you start seeing trickle down effects, trickle down effects, trickle down effects, right? Trickle down knowledge. Right, trickle down power, and they're starting to realize. Okay, wait, we can start 
we can start taking back some of this. Why aren't we getting paid in college? You're making trillions of dollars, billions of trillions of dollars off of our likeness. And if I get a fucking sandwich, if I get a fucking sandwich, a sandwich, a fucking sandwich, a piece of bread with a piece of bologna and some fucking American cheese on that bitch, I can lose my whole fucking future while you make billions off of me. So yes, I am so for this. Because now they're starting to realize their power that they have. They're starting to realize their worth. And what happens now, they're starting to realize that they can take their power and their worth from as early on as 15 years old and funnel that shit where they need it funneled, not where it was dictated to. Loving it. <laughs> so Mikey Williams, we'll, we'll, I, listen, I already started following him. I am going to keep a track of this, of this kid moving up through high school. I'm going to see if he continues to be one of the top 100 players. I'm going to, I'm going to be interested in his growth. I'm going to see if he goes to an HBCU. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something, right? And I, and I am I am 100% okay admitting this. Also because I've never been too big into colleges, period. But I couldn't tell you five HBCUs. I don't, I don't know a list of them. And, and, and honestly, like, like the only two that pops in my head, honestly, like, and, 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 are Moorhead and Howard. <clears throat> like, <laughs> and I know now North, Norfolk State. Like, like so that's, uh, trust me, is that something that's going to continue to be a problem for me? I am going to be printing out a list of schools and you know, just start, 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 start keeping them on my radar. Start, start, making them, start making them known knowledge, frontal lobe knowledge of, of mine. Because, listen, I sh this is something that I should know. So I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to educate my... Listen, I don't ever claim to know it all. I just know what I know. <laughs> and even when I know what I know, I always can know more. So I'm going to keep educating myself. It's like, it's, like, it's like I have friends now educating myself. Listen, <laughs> I have friends that are still educated themselves like, 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 like to this very moment on, on simple things on why did, why did certain women wait... 13 years to, to 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 report a rape case like like i have friends that that, that are curious about why and, and not realizing the mentality of of, of of what happened when it comes to being a victim and, and and this thing like like these are honest questions that they're asking and listen i like i i do i, I envy some of them because i'm like yo the the things that you don't know like i wish that i didn't know <laughs> because it must be peaceful in your brain sometimes when you hear Sit like this comes out and, 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 and it doesn't register anything to you that you could just ask a simple question. Well, why did they wait 13 years to why did they wait 13 years to report it? If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, um, an actor for the 70s show, uh, there were there were three women that just reported that they um, that he raped them. Basically, um, it was the um, what is his name? What is his name? What is his name? I'm forgetting his name, but go look it up. So to so, so break away from sport. But, but so. So I'm trying to learn in my own space too. We all we all always trying to get better. We we're all always trying to get better. Cause that's the only way we that's the only way we get better in society is to is to also grow personally. Now, as we're talking about personal growth, let's not talk about something that isn't quite so personal growth, but more like human growth, as in human growth hormones. Yes, folks. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, what? No, no, no. Danger zone. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Human growth hormones. 
Why am I talking about human growth hormones suddenly? How did I move on from personal growth to human growth hormones? It's real simple. I've been watching ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries, and I happen to watch Long Ball Summer or whatever they want to call it, right? Long John Silver or some shit. And I didn't want to watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't want to watch it. Just for the same reason I had no interest in watching the Lance Stevenson joint because he's a cheater. And, and I mean, there's parts of me that, that, that's, and that's interested to hear what, what he has to say, but ultimately, like, I don't care anything more about Lance Stevenson. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of his records. I don't care about any of his trophies. Like, you are a cheater. I don't care that cancer spread through your whole entire body. Like, you literally did it to yourself with the human growth hormones. Like, you turned a small cancer into, like, a giant body spreading thing by injecting human growth hormones. Like, just like, just like it was growing everything else. It grew to cancer. Like, I, like, listen, I don't wish that upon anybody, but when it comes to you, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, I, 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 like, it's not the best thing to say, right? But Lance Stevenson, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Alex Rodriguez, all of them, John's Bones Jones, all of them, like, like fuck what you heard, like I don't, I your stature thing, like 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 they're built like, like John's Bones just not even entertaining to me anymore. Knowing that he's on steroids all the goddamn time. Like, because you, you never know. All those Patriots players, Wes Welker, um, Amendola, they get, that get suspended for eight games, but then, but don't, but, but, and then, but then come back for the second half of the season where you just give them an eight, break, um, um, eight, eight weeks off, and then they come back and, they, and their body's all fresh, and you're wondering how they're making pinpoint catches one centimeter off of the fucking ground, and that's because they still have steroids in their system that is heightening their reflexes, but that's okay. Let's go ahead with another championship. That's why they'll forever be the cheaters, but we ain't going to go there yet. We're not, I mean, I guess we can't go there because we're talking about all cheaters in, in this segment in a little bit. And in this long ball summer, they talk, my, and I and I and I actually watched it, and, I, and I'm kind of mad at myself because I watched this before I, before I watched the Bruce Lee joint. I should have watched the Bruce Lee joint first because I wouldn't be able to finish the Bruce Lee joint at least. I didn't get a chance to finish the Bruce Lee joint, so we'll talk about Bruce Lee and his Fist of Fury next week, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm gonna refrain from that. <laughs> but I'm watching it, and it was really hard to listen to them. It's really, really hard to listen to Mark McGuire. Like, okay, at least Mark McGuire. Like, Mark McGuire, we at least know that he admitted to the, to, the, to the steroids, right? So it's not hard to listen to him. Like, basically, he's just he's just doing a quick recap. But for Sammy Sosa to act like that, yo, for the majority, like, like yo, like, yeah, I did this. And we, like, just act like, like, like nothing happened. Like, he wasn't taking shit. Like, like, he, like, like he's just all clean and natural. Like, like, like I, I, it was just really hard for me to die. And I remember that some. I remember how exciting it was. And I remember thinking Ken Griffey Jr. got robbed. And now and, and I will forever stand there. Ken Griffey Jr. got robbed out of out, out of being a home run out, out of winning that home run race that year. You you can't tell me that he didn't. The two guys that beat him were on steroids. How was I supposed to know? Ken Griffey Jr. that pretty ass swing. I swear to God, I've never talked about another man's swinginess in my life the way I talked about the way Ken Griffey Jr. lets that thing swing. Oh my goodness. Like, <sighs> like ladies, if you saw the way Ken Griffey Jr.'s thing swang, like you would be swooned every single time. Like, it's like that. <laughs> like, Pardon me, girl. Why are you standing over here crying by yourself? 
If you were my woman, I'd make love to you constantly. <laughs> but like that kind of beautiful swig can Griffey Jr. had with his back. <laughs> yes, sir. And I thought he got robbed. And I'm listening to them, and I'm listening to them talk. And Mark McGuire's like, listen, like I and I and even I can partly get Mark McGuire's where he's coming from. Because listen, he's right, you're right about one thing about Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. <laughs> you're gonna go watch his swing now, aren't you? <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> but um But um, where was I? Mark McGuire, I can understand some of the things that he's talking about. That he was using a lot of it initially. At least that's what he says for recovery, and I can get that. Cause Mark McGuire was injury prone, and for and for and I do remember some of the narrative around him at that time. For a guy that could hit the ball the way that he did, he just couldn't stay healthy. And if I I will admit this, I have also been on some form of steroids for recovery because there are all forms of steroids your doctor can give you the illegal steroids that you can use for recovery they, they were given to me by the military i even have a lung steroid in the form of an inhaler yeah yeah see that exists so they're out there in way different forms <clears throat> but for mark mcguire and, and, and i shouldn't say for mark mcguire because mark mcguire has at least come out and said listen it's not like I needed it for power, which we can, we, can, we can honestly say he probably didn't need it for power. But when you're losing a little bit of steam, when that little corkscrew um, swing of yours, like that, that short jab swing of yours isn't quite catching to the ball anymore, that steroids help. And he don't mean I realize that, but it helped. And, and actually, I should say he doesn't mean I realize that. But he has acknowledged it, so he realized it. Sammy Sosa, though. Sammy Sosa just refuses to admit shit. And you can even hear him, the way he talks about it. And then when he even asks him in the, in the end, Sammy Sosa can't say, like, doesn't say, like, I, I wasn't taking stories. Like, you want, they, said, they say to him the fact that they, they kind of want an apology. It was like, why are they coming after me? Why are they coming after me? There were tons of people in the report, 170 people that popped up hot in that report. Why are they coming after me? There are 170 people. Why me? Which means that he is one of those 170 people. He just wants to figure out why is, he be, why is he being singled out. And for that, Mr. Sosa, Mr. Sosa, I can answer that, Mr. Sosa. It is because you are breaking one of baseball's all-time records while cheating. Everybody else that did it. I'm sorry. I mean, they may have gotten some contract extensions. Maybe, maybe they put up some numbers. But they didn't break records, and they weren't the faces of the league. So now once you start becoming one of those faces of the league, they start looking into you. And as a facing representative of the league, which means that you're a facing representative of baseball, which means that you are a role model to little children and influential minds, I have to separate the two. Because you're going to be an adult with an influential mind. That, that doesn't make you a child. Ah! 
<laughs> it just means that you're easily influenced. We all have it all happens to us. But with you being the face of all that, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. There's a reason why you come after you. You you you're one of the biggest names in sport. Nobody cares about Philip Thomas? Who the fuck is Philip Thomas? I don't know. I made that name up. Exactly. Nobody gives a fuck about Philip Thomas. But the guy that's chasing the home run record, that's, that, that, that they're thinking about pulling into the Hall of Fame and into the history books, they care about if you cheat because you are going to be representing baseball and you're a cheater. Low down, dirty cheater. Right, cheater, you, 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 you dirty cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking salsa. <laughs> Why focus on me? Are you cheated? And you're making a documentary about how you technically saved the baseball. I'm cheating. Why me? Why me? He says, Why me? <laughs> this fucking guy. Whose man's is this? Somebody come get him. <laughs> So, in all honesty, I should have watched the Bruce. <laughs> I should have watched the Bruce Lee documentary first. <laughs> but, I just, I, 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 the Bruce Lee documentary so far has been way better. I, I really want to see his struggle. I want to see, I want to see his brain. I want to see, they've done, there's been different kind of Bruce Lee documentaries throughout, that Bruce Lee movies throughout history. Right, so this isn't the first Bruce Lee documentary that we're going to see, right? But it never gets old, and we and we know the kind of quality work Thirty for Thirty does, except for when it comes to and no, I can't say it, when it comes to Lance Stevenson and this thing, because it, it wasn't bad. It's just I don't care. Cheaters, dirty cheaters. <laughs> so, okay, I gotta regain my composure. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's good. You know what? I'm not gonna regain my composure. I see Instagram is telling me that we about to take that they about to cut me off for a little bit. So we're gonna come up with part two of this episode of the podcast so I can redo the pod bean. I'm sorry, I can redo the Instagram feed. So I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. You guys hold on. Regain myself. Oh, and while I'm gone, don't forget that I am all about higher education. So please, as you know, I like to do, I, I like to pay homage to my alma mater, which is the Nate Dogg School of Medicine. So while I take my break, you make sure you take your break and smoke weed every day. I'll be right back. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? 
Multibest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multibest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to its current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gonis, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just 5 minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget, Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you'll need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring, or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done. And only Smoke some weed every day. to do it. They are brighter, better educated, <laughs> led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops. All prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash. We're almost ready. The only contract they sign is for themselves country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond, I became a soldier. <gasps> Not me. <clears throat> Prepare for the rejoin. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent to my tailor, Mr. Tick that, 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 himself. If you're still listening, that means you're listening on one of the many platforms that we have provided for you, whether that's live directly on my website at mytsports.net, or you are listening live on Podbean Live section. Oh, yeah, there's only two places you can listen live. Welcome to the podcast, Brew Crew Lou. That's my brethren, me, Armano. One love. Or you can catch the re-air at the many places in many, many, many places. Like a smorgasbord over here, right? I got tuna and app over here, right? I got, I got, I got, I got, I got Podbean. I got Spotify. I got, I got, I got iHorts Radio. You know what I'm saying? I got iTunes. Like, like, like whatever you need. I got Google Play. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you need. Anything you can think of. Anything you can think of. I got two for fives. You know what I mean? I got three for eleven. Like anything you can think of. Be like, like you know what I'm saying? Like we're talking episode one ninety one. Like what anything you can think of. I got it for you. But what you need? What you need yo, you, yo, you need a new velour you need a new velour fit i got that too let's wait to the next episode anything you need your hustle man on deck my tea thank you for continuing to listen so i'm regaining myself i'm regaining myself i should have watched the bruce first i should have watched the bruce first but while i didn't get to watch bruce lee fight do i do you do motox motox who's motox 
Well, I didn't get to watch the Bruce Lee documentary and get to watch his Moto X. Do I watch? Oh, no, not, not so much. I used to have a Motorola X, though. Like, it was nice. Like, you used to keep music in there, right? And, you, and then you had a little wheel, and then you could, like, search through all the songs. It's right, it's right, like, it was like a little, well, that's a different, right? So, <laughs> well, I didn't get to watch fully the Bruce Lee 30 for 30 and watch his beautifully elegant fights. I was able to watch somebody else's beautiful, elegant fight. I mean, you know what? J-M-A. I finished Fight Pit. I need to get my boy back up here so he can do his JMA segment. I was able to watch somebody else's beautiful poetry in motion fight. And I am talking about the second coming of the second coming of the third coming of the fourth seed. Like, we are talking about none other than Tupac. Shakur Lance Stevenson. I know that's a mouthful. I'm, I'm joking. Shakur Stevenson, folks. This young fighter has turned in to be one of the more in, most entertaining fighters. Like, he fights in the same weight class, similar weight class that that, that Money Mayweather did, right? And they compare him to a young Floyd Mayweather. Because of his elusiveness. And if you're wondering how elusive is this guy compared to Floyd Mayweather back in his days, well, let's take a nice little stroll down me into the ring. In the ring, when Floyd Mayweather threw his first 13 fights, opponents only landed per round 7.2 punches. So forth for the young Tupac Shakur Lance Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson for those that want to know his real name. <laughs> Mr. Thug Life himself. They are only landed 4.5 punches per round. Yes, folks. When it comes to opponents connect percentage, Floyd Mayweather through his first 13 fights, opponents were landing 23% of the times. It's almost worth a quarter of their punches. For this young, suave juggernaut, 14.1. When it comes to opponents' jabs landed per round, Floyd Mayweather was he used to be 1.5, which I'm like, God damn, only 1.5 jabs were landed on Floyd back in the day. But hey, we don't we also said players won't land a quarter of their punches anyway, <laughs> and that was only like 7.2 punches per round. <laughs> For this young kid, 0.4. That's not even half a punch per round, people. Half a jab, I should say. They're not even landing half a jab in a round. What about power punches? Obviously, you got to be cut with a kind of a power punch. Floyd Mayweather back in the day, 5.7. This kid already right now, 4.1. When it comes to power punches connected by percentage, Floyd Mayweather was at 26.1. This kid, 17.9. He has said, I am not the next Floyd Mayweather. I am the first Tupac Shakur Lance Stevenson Jr. Shakur Stevenson. 
I am the very first him. I take my game after Andre Ward. Andre Ward finished his career with a 32-0 record. I take my game after Pernell Whitaker. If you knew Pernell Whitaker, oh, they called him Sweet P for a reason. That boy did not get touched. He finished his career with a 44-1 record. He says, I take my game after the great, the nice, the pretty Sugar Ray, right? And Sugar Ray, as we know, finished his career with a 36-3-1 record. And oh, yes, listen, they said don't compare him to money. But listen, this kid is about to start banking. He also takes his game after Floyd Money Mayweather, who finished his career where we all know with an impeccable 50 and oh. That is our combined 158, 7 and 2 through 167 points. And this is who this guy immolates himself out of. Now, listen, I know he's doing great things. What I, what I, what I don't, what I like to keep in mind is that there is no way he does numbers better than Mayweather until he sees Mayweather fight. And that's probably like the realest thing that, 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 that comes out of this, right? Is that he can do everything that he's doing and look, and look spectacular, right? And his numbers look great. But that shows you of how he studied the game and how he's and how he's put everything together so that he can be the fighter that he is currently right now. Now, listen, I didn't know about him until his 13th fight, right? Which is the fight that he just had to win his champ to win his title. Oh, <laughs> tequila is texting me right now, just to let you guys know. Tequila is texting me right now. Yeah. So, with that said, I'm about to cut the podcast short. Hope you guys have a good night. Thank you for coming out. God bless you. Good night. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. But it, it speaks to this guy's. It speaks to this guy's uh, how he studied the game and how he continues to study this game. I didn't find out about him until until his heavyweight fight. And the reason why I knew about his, uh, not, I'm sorry, not his heavyweight fight, but his title fight. And the reason why I, I, I continue to remember his title fight, because his title fight had a storyline built around it that you that you make up in movies. You understand? Like, you don't, you don't have this kind of backstory normally. The dude that had the title, the dude that had the title was dating Shakur Stevenson's sister. Is that right? Yes. The dude that had the title is dating Shakur Stevenson's sister. And Shakur Stevenson doesn't like that dude. Right? Don't know if he's a woman beater or not. We'll keep it we'll, we'll keep it up. I don't want to just throw that out there loosely, but there's reasons why he don't like him, right? I'm saying there's only reason only one reason you could like somebody or not like somebody as Daniel's sister. And, that, and that's if you think that he's not treating your sister well. I'm just saying. Okay, this is a little too upbeat for me. Yo, can I get something else? That works. I'll make this work. So the first time I heard about him is the very first time that he's going for his for that fight. And that's because he's literally fighting a guy that's dating his sister. He doesn't like that dude. And all he wants to do is whoop this dude's ass. And he can do it in an sanctioned fight and not get charged for it. <laughs> so that's the, so so this is how my brain works. And that's how I remembered him is that he was gonna be able to go whoop the dude's ass that is fucking his, that, that that I don't know I don't want to just say this fucking that that is dating his sister. 
but we don't know if he's fucking his sister over. And that's, and that's ultimately what, what, what I was getting in my head, <laughs> right? That he's dating his sister. We don't know. We don't know how he's treating his sister, but we just know that they literally want to fight. And the dude that you want to fuck up is actually a boxer too. And he's in your weight class, and he has the belt to help you progress your career. Oh, fam, we finna fight. Yo, yo, fam, hands all day. Let's go. Like, like, like I, I don't even need to be a number one contender. Like, like, we like, let's do this right now. But I'm number one contender now. Y'all about to take your belt and all. Apparently, somebody didn't understand me earlier when I told them that I was, <laughs> that, I was that I was recording a podcast. But this time I'm telling that he should listen so that they can stop bothering me. Because that's the only way they, they're going to end up learning. So that's how, I rem that's how I remember Tupac Shakur Stevenson, Lance Stevenson. And if you wonder why I keep calling him Tupac Shakur Lance Stevenson, is because I had, to play the word I had to play the word association game for me to remember who he was. And that way that word association game went was that he was the second coming right the second coming and and that wasn't of well that's what they call the second coming of floyd mayweather but i needed to remember that too i needed to remember that too for a reason because that too is what led me into tupac which led me into his first name tupac shakur and if you guys don't know i am so brooklyn that one of my favorite players doesn't even play in the nba anymore he plays overseas and that is mr lance make your dance lance make your dance and that mr lance's last name is stevenson so that's how we get tupac shakur stevenson Tupac Shakur Lance Stevenson. So Shakur Stevenson, keep an eye out for this kid. If you haven't had a chance, I think you be, I think you're able to watch his fight for free right now um, on ESPN. If you have access to the app, um, they have brought back their fight night or whatever. So they've had fight. They've like since that they started off with his title fight or his non-title fight because he didn't defend the title. They started off with his non-title fight. And since then, they've been having fights basically every other day. So go ahead and check that out. Go ahead and watch Shakur Stevenson. Because Shakur Stevenson stayed undefeated. He stayed undefeated as he took on Felix Cabrera, right? Carabello, I should have said. Right? Felix Carabello is no, is, is no sleeper of a, of, of, of a man. He's just not in the same class as Shakur Stevenson. Yo, shout out to yo, shout out to all my Puerto Rican brethren. Yo, like Felix Felix Cabrera went on there. He represented for you, right? He he lasted six good rounds, but you can see like from the first round on, he was he was just a little outclassed. Couldn't make the couldn't make the combinations. Couldn't make the couldn't make the connections. Got got dropped early in the, in the fight with a body blow, and ultimately it will be a body blow that will that would force the TKO and force him to not to not pick his knee up off of the canvas. Well, yeah, a lot of, a lot of a lot of key choice words in here. Yeah, yeah I, I throw them around. <laughs> So he so he so he puts him out with, with a body blow. So he would improve. So now Shakur Stevenson will improve to fourteen and zero. Okay, let's stop this music. He will improve to fourteen and zero with eight knockouts. I'm not sure when Shakur Stevenson is scheduled to fight next, but but he's trying to he's trying to unify it. He's he's trying to go down as one of the greats. So he's gonna be one of those guys who's gonna be interested to watch until uh, watch until the allure of him wears off. Now, what is one interesting thing that I did find out about him? Right, is that he said that he just wants to be able to promote his fights off of being a good fighter. Right, that there are people out there that's telling him that he needs to act a certain way, that he needs to be more of a villain so that he can sell himself in fights. 
and he's like, I don't want to be that villain. I'm not. I'm not a villain in real life. I'm not a villainous dude. I don't have these kind of like intentions in my heart. I just want to fight and I want to put on a pretty boxing match. This actually kind of reminds me of how Money Mayweather went from Pretty Boy Floyd to Money, and it wasn't until he switched himself over to Money Mayweather that he started making money. Now I'm not. I'm not here to condone or justify any of his other off or out of the ring actions like, and, and I won't gloss over them either like him beating his wife or wives <clears throat> but when it came to the ring he quickly realized that pretty boy Floyd wasn't going anywhere but money Mayweather made it to the moon and back and up Uranus <laughs> so Money Mayweather is also the same person that quickly understood that why am I paying a promoter? Because my promoter isn't help promote me. Like I literally have to go through all of these shenanigans just to be able to just to be able to get these fights to sell. So if I, so if my promoter is no longer no longer here to promote me and I'm promoting myself, I no longer need you. You no longer need a cut. I can get more money, and that's how he started realizing those little inner circles. You know what I'm saying? That's how those, those dots started connecting for him. Well, it kind of going the same way. Listen, Andre Ward is kind of the same way. Like, didn't want to be a villain. Just, just wanted to go out there and box. And they're telling, and they're telling this kid, listen, you don't need to be a villain. And, and it kind of also reminds me of how rappers are, are, tr are kind of trained sometimes to, to come up in the game. Where they're, they're, they're telling them, the, where they force people with lyrical skills or, or rap skills or, or writing skills <clears throat> to write about a, a certain category of, of music. Because that is what, obviously, is what's going to be popular. So, they're trying to tell this guy to make him out to be a villain so he could be hated through a certain class but or the cause of the vision in you know in, in how you and how you enjoy his skills versus just enjoying his skills so i like I, i'm gonna continue to watch his to watch his career like like yeah listen he's fully caught my eye fully fully caught my eye so so listen so if you're watching so if you're wondering about two maybe even three young individuals in athletes that that you should watch in boxing shakur stevenson in basketball, we got one going to college next year, and that is Nate Tabor. And we got one that's coming up through the high school rank still, and that is Mikey Williams. We're going to keep an eye on all of them and see how they continue to progress through life on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Oh, trust me, they, they, we, you, they, they will continue to be heard. But, folks, we are finally here. We are finally here. Can I, can I, can I, can I get a little something for the people? Can, can I can I get a, a little something to let the people understand the kind of the kind of space that we have finally gotten ourselves into, folks? There we go, fireworks. We are finally here, folks. We are at the fault talk. We are at the fault section of the show where we talk about our favorite players of all time. Yes, if you've been following this segment throughout the weeks, you've heard us go through the NFL. Well, folks, it is time for the NBA edition of that folk talk. The favorite of all time. That Folk talk, that folk talk. You know we got that folk talk, the folk talk. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. This week, right? 
uh, this first series of things, right? We're going to start off with the NFC, NF, the NBA Northwest, for those that want, like to play along. So if you want to take a time out, pull up the NBA.com, go ahead and pull up um, standings, go look for the Northwest, and you start getting the teams that's out there. Go look at my Instagram page. You'll also see that I dropped something out there for you guys as well with a list of the teams. We have the Denver Nuggets this week, the Utah Jazz, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Portland Trailblazers. All coming up to the stand this week. First, we will start off with the Denver Nuggets. And, not for nothing, if you guys know me, and you know how I feel about the Denver Nuggets, and I would even say the Denver Nuggets, but maybe one player in particular from Denver Nuggets of all time. None of it. They've had some players. That I've really enjoyed watching. Right? A lot of plays I've enjoyed watching throughout the years. But there's nobody else I've enjoyed watching more play for the Denver Nuggets than the young man. I call him young man. I don't even know. I think he may be the same age. He may be two years younger than me. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but the young man, he may even be a year older than me. I don't even know. Nah, he's not definitely not older than me. He's a couple years younger. But the young man. That brought the only championship to Syracuse. Oh, I said I got a couple people here. I got my boy T. Roy and I got Ron Ron in here. You guys call up. The phone lines are open now. This is definitely the portion of the show where, you, where I definitely would like you guys to come join it if you want to come join. Lou, Brew Crew, Lou, anybody. Come, come and join. See, T. Roy already know. T. Roy already know how I feel. The dude that has that is responsible for bringing the only championship to the Syracuse men's basketball team, and that is the one and only Carmelo Anthony, or as we like to over exaggeratively, exaggeratively say, Melo. I know Melo's still my favorite. Like, the fact that he is currently in the NBA right now, he's still my favorite player in the league right now. Like, fuck what you heard. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck what you heard. Favorite player in the league right now. So he's just like my favorite of all time, right? Like, my favorite Denver player of all time. He's, he's my favorite player in the league right now. He's been that guy for years. Since, since like, the day he's been drafted, damn it. He's been, he's been up there as one of my favorite players. And now in this new day and age, until he retires, he's gonna be—he's gonna be my favorite. And, and then I'll pass the mantle on to somebody else. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Maybe it, it may very easily go to John Morant. Like, and I see T. Roy. Listen, yeah, me and you, me and you is on the same is on the same page. You got mellow. I got mellow. We all got mellow. We all like to stay. We like to call him mellow yellow. <laughs> Now, we will move on to the Utah Jazz. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you don't got mellow? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. So participate with me. Oh, you must have just realized who I was talking about. So who, who do you guys have as your favorite Denver Nugget? Favorite Denver Nugget of all time. But as you guys write that in, I'm going to move on to the Utah Jazz. And as soon as you, and, as, and right after you write in your, your, your Denver Nugget stuff, Right in that Utah Jazz. Right in that, right in that, right in that Utah Jazz information. Now, my favorite player from the Utah Jazz. I am honestly going to say there hasn't been a lot of players that the Utah Jazz have generated throughout the years that I've wanted to watch. But there has been. Mm, we got to vote for the Joker up in here as the favorite Denver Nugget of all time. Look at that. And, and, and not for nothing. Like, my favorite player for a lot of these teams, obviously, is going to be from what I've seen. So this is only going to be for, for most likely the last. Oh, God damn. It's kind of hard to say how many years it's been when I was about to say it. But the last years of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ow! God damn. <laughs> so it's gonna sound like there's some recency bias in there. It feels like it. It feels like it in a weird way. But my favorite player from the Utah Jazz is wholeheartedly the guy that holds the all-time assist record for the NBA. There was something special about watching John Stockton work. Like, John Stockton is an underrated point guard of his era, to be honest with you, for what he did. A decade straight of double-digit assists, if, if not longer. Decade straight. Nobody else can say that in the NBA. Nobody. He wasn't a pushover. Also for size, and, and to, not for nothing, when you last in the NBA that long and you're that good, most people aren't pushovers because you have to earn your respect in the NBA back then. Like, I, I can't fully talk, I can't fully explain it now in the NBA, but you had to really earn your stripes in the NBA back then. And John Stockton earned every bit of his stripes and he dished them out more. Like, like you guys heard me say it a couple weeks back, but when we talked about... When we were talking about um, the Jordan um, series, right? A documentary. All right, let's cut this music off. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. When we were talking about the Jordan documentary. And that is how we felt that Malone isn't the number two scorer in the NFL, in NBA history. Without John Stockton, who was the all-time assist leader in the NBA. Like, I don't, like to, to be honest with you... I don't think Malone breaks top 50 scorer in the NBA without Stockton. Like, to be 100% honest with you. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I've seen Carl Malone without John Stockton. Without John Stockton. He, now, granted, he was he was, he was a older version of himself. Without John Stockton, he didn't look very impressive. 
without without that full blown on pick and roll game and, and the brilliancy of John Stockton's passing, like 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 John Stockton is, is completely underrated for his court vision, his passing, his grit, his skill, his shooting, is his his all around game. When we talk about some of the great point guards in the in 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 league history, John Stockton's name does not come up enough, and he was a gem to watch. Basically, John Stockton was Jason Williams with more winning. And even he fell to Jordan. That happens to everybody back then. You notice that doesn't happen with LeBron, the generous king. Because LeBron, you are the most generous like leader of the NBA ever to let all of these guys get rings like like you know what? bless your heart like bless your heart LeBron bless your heart we move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves I'm not gonna lie I paused here for a second I paused here for a good hot second and that's only because I'm trying to stay away from putting somebody twice on my list. But as we're getting from the audience, it would be, what's going on, Cuddy? You see, almost disrespectful. For me to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves, especially since I've watched them, and not give it to Kevin Durant. Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett. Shit. Kate. Oh, fuck. Oh, my goodness. Like, I am so... I, 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 I don't know where that came from. Like, I don't... Smoke weed every day. Oh, fuck you. Uh, that's not funny. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I apologize. Like, that, that shit... Like, I apologize because I, I should not disrespect Kevin Garnett like that. Like, those two guys' temperaments are not even... I'm not even like that. But I, I have to give it up to the guy that his nickname alone said, Hey, come and watch me because I am going to be your favorite player to watch. And that is the big ticket Kevin Garnett. Like, Kevin Garnett played with an intensity of this game that I would honest listen, I'm not going to say it was unmatched, but it was just enough bark to make enough people back down. <laughs> because, not for nothing, it was a lot more bark than bite, but it was enough bark to make the timid back down. And that's all you needed. <laughs> that's all you needed back then. So, yeah, I wholeheartedly could not talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Even though I thought about excluding him here and putting in a former Nick. That's why he's getting this. That's why this former Nick. I may not mention him by name, but I'm going to give you this as, as an honorable mention. I thought about excluding him from here and putting him on another team, on one of my rivals. Because that's the only way I'll be able to talk good about them. And put in a former Nick here in the Timberwolf spot. But it would be too disrespectful to Kevin Garnett. 
And listen, I, I've, I've heard Big Bro talk way too many times. I got way too much respect for Kevin Garnett. You know what I mean? Hey, yo, KG, anytime you want to hop up on the podcast, yo, you have an open forum here too, B. I'll holler at your boy. You know how that goes. Freemasons. <laughs> Let's move on. Here we move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Guys, start sharing, start caring, start, start putting in your ear information. Oklahoma City Thunder. Now the, now, the, now, the good thing about Oklahoma City Thunder, they're not an old team. The Oklahoma City Thunder aren't. They're a fairly new team. There aren't a lot of people that they had on their team that was dynamic. Captivating. Must see TV. But in their very short time, they did produce three at least to put in consideration. The unfortunate part here, Kevin Durant has never been my favorite player to watch on any team he's been on. So he ain't going to make it here. I would say um 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 Adam Smith. Adam Smith? I think I'm I think I'm butchering his name. But that's only because he got that he got that war cry. And he's a and he's a beast of a dude. I would. Are some people here? I don't mean, give it to James Harden. I can't give it to James Harden. I don't know. Like, and not for nothing. It's not that he was. It's not that he's not entertaining to watch to some people. He wasn't really entertaining to watch when he was in Oklahoma City. To me. When I think about Oklahoma City, not only favorite player, but lifeblood, like like heartbeat. Heart, like like heart, body, and soul of Oklahoma City Thunder. It goes out to one and only Russell Westbrook. The Russell Westbrook, the only that I, I am happy that I got this that I'm able to witness Russell Westbrook play. And for anybody that has seen Russell Westbrook play, you should be happy to watch Russell Westbrook play. Only if you've never had the opportunity to watch Oscar Robinson play. And Oscar Robinson was one of my favorite players of all time in the NBA without ever him watching him play an NBA game. And that is because I knew, I, I ended up learning very um, early on that he was one of the only players in NBA, he's the only player in NBA history to average a triple-double over two seasons, over a season period, much less two. I enjoyed watching Russell Westbrook play because Russell Westbrook is basically, I think basically was able to do it over three seasons. So... When it comes to favorite players to watch, yeah. Russell Westbrook was just super exciting during his time for Oklahoma City. And listen, I, I see I see conversations here talking about Russell Westbrook was a turnover machine. But that doesn't mean he wasn't exciting. <laughs> and way more exciting during his time. Now granted, this is all how you feel. 
But Russell Westbrook's time in Oklahoma City was way more exciting than, than James Harden. Like James Harden was coming off the bench in Oklahoma City. Like 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 he was he was barely a figure. Like I feel like Sergi Baca was more exciting in his time in Oklahoma City than James Harden was. And then, to be honest with you, there's nothing that I find exciting about James Harden's game right now as we currently speak. Nah, I'm not talking trash. I'm not talking trash. Sergi Baca was a little bit more excited. Way more, he was more exciting to watch than James Harden at the time. For his time in Oklahoma City. And I'm not saying that he has a more exciting game. He's just more exciting to watch. Which is why, which is why Russell Westbrook becomes my favorite player of all time for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Which, not for nothing, I could have went real petty. I could have went real petty. I could have I could have given it to Chris Paul. But Chris Paul is going to have another place in history. Maybe. Actually, you know what? You know what? I may have to give it to Chris Paul for Oklahoma City Thunder. For the very short year that he has been there. Nah, 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 I can't do that, Russ. Back to Russ. Sorry. Damn, Chris. Damn, homie. In high school, you were the man, homie. The fuck happened to you? <laughs> now, we're going to move on next to probably one of the more Oh yeah, nobody did more of less than Oklahoma City than Chris Paul. That's the reason why, why, why I had to give Chris Paul a on I'm, I'm inter interacting now. Which why I had to give why I had to give as I come back. I had to have to give Chris Paul a, a, like a really good hard thought a while ago. And, and and give him an honorable mention at that at least. Because listen, I if you had to give me anybody to challenge what Russell Westbrook and his excitement for what he did in Oklahoma City, it would be Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul had, has that team in the playoffs, and they thought that this year was going to be a wash for Chris Paul, that he was going to basically nail it in. They thought that their team was going to be a lottery team. And somehow, Chris Paul got this team being a playoff team. Chris Paul, mind you, well, I told everybody that I wanted on my team last year, before he went to Oklahoma City, I was like, damn, why the fuck didn't the Knicks go out and get him? And I gave you the schematics. I gave you how all the numbers would have worked. And I gave you what, what it would have meant and how he would have helped build the culture. And how, yes, it would have been a, hell, a, a, horrific, a horrific contract. But what, that last year when you pay him, it's a thank you year for helping you get your, get your shit back right. Hopefully. Get in, the, get, in, get in the mind of some of these young players and teach them how it is to be a pro. Get the guy in there. That is the, that is the, that is the president of the Basketball Association. Do you not? Look what it did for Oklahoma City Thunder. You know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. You know what? We blowing that shit all up. Yo, do I do I got a bomb in here? Do, do I do do I do I got do I do I have a fucking bomb in here? Somebody tell me because I'm 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 about to blow this shit all up. Sorry, Russ. I love me some Russell Westbrook. Like I do. I really really do. I mean, like like but. <sighs> I guess. Is that, is that the best you got for me? <laughs>
Well, whatever. You're disappointing me right now. <laughs> so I may have to give it to Russ. I mean, I may have to give it to Chris Paul. Just for the whole Hall of controversy of it all. What he did this last year. You understand. Russell Westbrook had Paul George and struggled to make an eight seed. Chris Paul had nobody. He did that off of straight motivation and leadership. And actually made you want to... Now, there was a whole bunch of different reasons why Russell Westbrook made you want to watch Oklahoma City Thunder. He's just a dynamic player. Chris Paul made you want to watch them because you was just... And mesmerized by the fact that he had them contended <laughs> and they were actually winning more than what they had Russ. They couldn't wait to get Chris Paul out of Houston because they were misusing they were under they were misusing him. So you know what? I'm gonna have to make sure I cross that out even for the record books. Russ, you don't get the pass on this one. Your spot is gonna go to CP3, which I'm glad happened. <laughs> don't listen. Don't listen. Don't, don't talk with me. Don't don't start with me and and, and Mr. Analytics over there. Mr. I, I've been doing analytics since 1989, and I and I realized that we should have been shooting nothing but the three ball. Yo, you don't even have a center anymore. What is wrong with Dan Tony? I didn't just say he doesn't have a center anymore. Until he can find a center that can shoot the ball and do what he does, he's not gonna have a center. He should, like honestly, he should. They should probably, they should probably go and what's going on, Bobby DJ Scepter up in the house. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let's go, let's go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shout out to DJ Scepter. As things are starting to things are starting to open up back down here in South Florida a little bit. DJ Scepter is back in the mix. So make sure you guys get the opportunity and catch wherever he has been at. I don't know if Capone's has been open for him as of yet, but I know that you can catch him at least at Tap 42, if I'm not mistaken. If you're still in the house, make sure you drop the information where the people can find you one time for the one time. So yeah, sorry, Russ, you have been usurped by CP3, by the president of the Basketball Association. Jackson, I really do enjoy it now because now I can put somebody else in New Orleans. <laughs> You're going to hate me for this one. So let's move on to our next pick because we're going to go rapid fire pretty soon. We ain't about to do rapid fire or anything. We're going to take our sweet time here. There's the Portland Trailblazers. You guys can start sharing. My favorite, as, we, as you guys know, we're doing favorite of all time. Favorite players of all time, and we're going through the NBA Northwest. And now we find ourselves at the Portland Trailblazers. And my favorite Portland Trailblazer can be summed up in three words. Bonus points. Actually, what do I have to give away? <laughs> what do I have to give away? Well, bonus points to can ever could provide me with those three words in the next 10 seconds. Right? But this, my favorite player for the Portland Trailblazers can be summed up in three words. He happens to be to me, one of the best players at his position of all time. I mean, 
a complete problem. This guy is also a former New York Nick. As listen, don't worry. We are going to play the game one day. I'm going to get super bored, right? And we're going to play the game one day. Was he a New York Nick or not? And you will be surprised of how many of these guys were former Knicks. I already told you. We're like so far as we already went through here, we've already got Melo that was a former Nick. We got this guy that was is going to be that was a former Nick. And even in his progressed age as a former Nick and with plantar fasciitis as a as a former Nick he helped the Knicks win the most games that they have won in the last 20 years as we got the Lakers fans joining us no worry Lakers fans your segment isn't here as of yet you guys will actually be and probably in the next five or six weeks <laughs> But we are here with the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, and it's not, it's, no, 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 it's not Mr. Big Shot. And that's, and that's somebody else. That's somebody else. And he is also, if I'm not mistaken, a former Nick as well. Was Mr. Big Shot a former Nick? I think Mr. Big Shot was a former Nick. But my favorite Trailblazer of all time, the three words that he could be describing as more people. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of time. Right? The three words. That best describe him or can sum him up the best is ball don't lie <laughs> what's going on lumpy sports welcome to the show I see, oh, who else came in lakers fan welcome to the show lakers 2001 some of you may know him as rasheed wallace we know him as Sheed! <laughs> Favorite of all time. And we, and, we, and, we, and we see him coming in, Damon Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire was a beast. Damon Stoudemire was a beast. Um, he doesn't get talked about enough for, for, for being one of the undersized point guards of the league. As we got, oh, we got a caller coming. Yeah, listen, the phone lines are open. I told you, listen, if you want to call up, the lines are open. Lakers 2001. Welcome to the podcast. What's going on, brethren? What's good? What's good? I'm good. I'm good. I see. I see with the Damon Stoudemire. So, so, we still know the segment that we're doing right now is the favorite of all time. You, um, we were, we already went through like the first four teams. You're catching the, you're catching the last one of them, but I think I may have a bonus in here somewhere for the, for the people. So you say, uh, Damon Stoudemire. Tell me about Damon Stoudemire. Definitely was. I think Damon Stoudemire was listed like at five ten, I think, but definitely played way bigger than what he was listed as, which most point guards back then did. Like you just kind of had to. I mean. There was no, there was really no such thing as a small ball back then either. <laughs> like they, if you were five ten, they wanted you to still weigh two hundred and twenty pounds if you could. <laughs> like they didn't care. Oh yes, he was. Yes, he was. Unstop like listen, he 
Allen Iverson gave everybody under six foot hope <laughs> that they can make it into the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? I just got to keep working on these handles and these hops, and I can do this? Oh, let's go. Handles, hops, handles, hops, handles, hops, handles, hops. <laughs> He was. So you know what? He did. No, no. I said you're right. He did. But you know what? I'm, you know what? Since, since since you're talking about point guards, and since and since and since, and since, and since, since we're bringing up extra individuals, you know what? I think I'm gonna do this. I I wasn't sure, but I'm 100% sure I'm gonna do this. We're going to throw in a bonus team because you know what? In the division that involves the Nuggets, in the division that involves the Jazz, the Timberwolves, the Thunders, and the Trailblazers, we remember that the Oklahoma City Thunder is a fairly new team. And they weren't always around. They, were re they replaced somebody. And they replaced the Seattle. And they re yes, they replaced the Seattle Sonics. So for GP Love, for a bonus, we have also in our favorite of all time Northwest edition, the Seattle Supersonics. And as you bring up gods, oh, we got we got AC Green already. And I was hoping, listen, AC Green, I, I was hoping to even get a couple of Sean Kemp's. Because <laughs> I, I, listen, because this is favorite of all time, so so I can understand how people, you know, different people, different individuals, excited, you know, just, just excite you like they. Who drew you to that team? Why did you even want to watch some of these teams when you weren't rooting for them? Because like, because I think that this is where the disconnect is between I think sport a little sports back then and sports now because I had a lot of plays that I enjoyed watching. I still had my one home team. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> like that's who I that's who I have. That's who I root for, and that was it. I have a ton of individuals, a lot ton of players that when they played, and they was playing in other play playing playing other teams, I enjoyed watching them play. Even when they played my team, I could enjoy watching them play as long as they left with that L. Like you don't have to root for that team to like a player from them. But if you don't like that team, you can't root for none of their players. Fuck that. We draw a fine line. It's like, listen, listen. It's a blur, it's a fine blurry line of fandom, and none of that shit makes sense. But I'm, what I'm telling you right now makes sense. <laughs> we got a, we got, we have a nomination for the glove, and I think T. Roy, me and T. Roy may be on the same page here when it comes to the Seattle SuperSonics. And not for nothing, Sean Kemp was 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 excited, dunked on people, pointed at them, made it to four slam dunk contests, didn't win any. Nate Robinson, smaller than him, won three. I'm just saying, things like this happen, right? Ooh, I got somebody else. But when it really came to Seattle, Seattle Supersonics, when you thought about them, especially during the time that I was growing up, when you thought about the Seattle Supersonics, you thought about one, per one person and one person only, and that was the slick-talking, fast-talking, shit-talking, Defender, point God, Gary Payton, the glove. Jordan may not want to admit that it that the glove being put on him for those games helped change the course of 
of how that series went and allowed the Seattle Supersonics to win a couple more games when it looked like they was about to get swept, Jordan could laugh it off. But I, I believe the glove when he says, yo, I was wearing on him. I remember watching that. I remember from the beginning wondering, why the fuck isn't the glove on Jordan? I get they want to reserve him for me, but nah, B. These are the top athletes. Run them. Run them. But I love me the glove. Listen, I don't know if I watch the glove more to see him talk shit or to play defense. I could give a fuck the fuck that, that, that he was scoring all those points and getting an assist. And listen, he, he, we talk about point goals out there. You, you show me, go give love to John Stockton. Gary Payton deserves just as much love. But Gary Payton gets talked about, I think, more than, than John Stockton does. And, and, and while G the glove has done wonders in the league, I don't know if he's done what John Stockton has done. But he has done one thing that John Stockton hasn't done, and that is win a ring. But he didn't do that with Seattle Supersonics. He didn't get his ring until he joined up with Dwayne Wade down here in South Beach, Mr. 305 himself, Wade County. And we got some love going out to the shoes of the glove. They said it was pretty dope. That's from the fans. So here we go. That, here we go, folks. That's, that's everything that we have. Denver Nuggets' favorite player, Camilla Anthony. Utah Jazz' favorite player, John Stockton. To the Minnesota Timberwolves' favorite player, Kevin Garnett. Oklahoma City Thunder, it was Russell Westbrook until CP3 came in and said, sit down, son, let your seniors take over. CP3 runs that show in Oklahoma City for the Portland Trailblazers. I already told you the ball don't lie. Rashid Wallace till I die. And as a bonus, we had the Seattle Supersonics with the shit-talking, fast-talking, slick mouth, the glove, Gary Payton. NBA champion, the glove, Gary Payton. Folks, there goes your list. There goes your full talk for this week. We'll bring the full talk back next week. Even though I've told you there's only two weeks left in the podcast, stay tuned for bonus episodes because how else are we going to have that full talk? Unless I give you more than what you're expecting or lined up for. I am your host, the one and only, Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That himself. The Brooklyn Buzzsaw. The mad podcaster. Your podcaster's favorite podcaster's your girlfriend's favorite podcaster. I just, but I don't. <laughs> The one and only Dallin Tomar Taylor. I thank you guys for listening to the show. Let's remember, as I continue to say, even before what's going on now, but even more so now, let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is the Mighty Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Dallin Tomar Taylor, and we are out of here. Thank you again for listening. And everybody that joined the show. Lakes 2001, Poe, Nat, Ron. T-Roy, I, I, I mean, listen, Lumpy Sports, everybody that managed to make it out to the show, thank you. For the individuals on Instagram that made it out, Bobby Cutler, Brew Crew Lou, well, I thank you all. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world. But I got to go. Like I got to go. Yeah.
lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than the whole game people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. All right, everybody. So listen, before we cut this off, prepare yourself for the full conversation for next week. We are going over to the East, and we're going to start off with the NBA South. So all you Hawks fans out there, all of you Heat fans out there, all of you Hornet fans out there, all of you Magic fans out there, and all of you Wizard fans out there, you get ready. We're going to talk about our favorite players of all time from those teams. It is going to be here, right here, live on MyTSports.com. Net. Well, listen, it's always a good time to talk some sport, but more than everything, we keep it my tea. Stay safe, my friends. <laughs>